if there's a single Republican or conservative in this country who does not go out and vote this November, then you have no one to blame but yourself. Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Virtue Signal. I'm Bill Whittle with my friend Alfonso Rachel. Uh, Zoe, let's just cut to the chase on this one. Uh, as we record this, uh, we heard that yesterday uh, a man got into an argument with an 18-year-old, a 40-year-old uh, liberal got into an argument with an 18-year-old conservative. And then um, after parting ways, he went back to his SUV and hung out and waited, and tried to run the kid down with his uh, SUV. Uh, when uh, he missed... The kid called his mom twice saying, hey, I'm in some trouble here. But before she could come down and get him, uh, this guy ran him over and killed him. This would, be a, this would be an appalling story in any set of circumstances, an appalling, terrifying, worrisome, uh, shocking story. But there's one salient point in this story that stands out for me. And that is when the police came down, the man who ran over this 18-year-old Republican was surprised that he was being arrested. He was quite shocked. He said, no, you don't understand. This was a Republican extremist that I ran over. I don't understand why you guys are arresting me. Needless to say, Joe Biden's speech has, has criminalized, demonized, and the, here's the operational word, dehumanized half of the American population. And of all of the things in this entire intro, I think the thing that's the most disturbing is that I saw a poll come out uh, yesterday, I think, that said that 80% of Democrats agree that um, Republican extremists are violent and dangerous. And my response to that would be, who's running over who? Well, I, uh, I tell you what, man, uh, I, 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 I caught a... Uh a little bit of the story. I, just, I saw the headlines, and uh, uh, you've you've taken it more in, in depth than I, than I've uh, than I've been able to research it. Um, I guess you know what's the next step? Are we going to you know they they want to ban guns, um, and I guess the next thing is you know we, we wouldn't start banning cars, would we? Oh wait, yeah, they are. They are looking to ban cars. Uh, cars have uh, uh, not only killing the earth, but I guess you know it's more important to ban cars because they kill the earth. Uh, not because yeah, right. they're actually a human killing machine. Uh, that's mm -hmm. not what they're made for, but they can be used for that. Yeah, and, that's uh, right. But yeah, you 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 got it right, man. It's uh, th this person has disqualified the personhood of uh, this this Republican, uh, this young Republican voter. That's just that's like a nasty habit with with Democrats. Um, you know, disqualifying your personhood if you're black, disqualifying your personhood if you're a kid. Uh, disqualifying your personhood if you're a Republican. And that's not a new thing, by the way. Uh, Democrats have always had murderous hatred for Republicans. Uh, it's just kind of been, you know, like on the down low for a little while, but it's just mm -hmm. resurfacing again. So um, I've been a uh, big student of history, obviously, student of the Soviet Union and the Nazis. Uh, I've been commissioned to do uh, a new series on the Soviet terror state for Daily Wire another historical series. And because of the, I, I pitched it because I knew the situation pretty well, and I've been doing nothing but researching on that for the last three weeks or so. One thing that's obvious in the case of the Soviets, same thing, obviously, clearly true with the Nazis and all the rest of these mass murderers, 
is that in order for them to succeed as a state, as a state, the, the failures of these states, the, the, the incompetence of the Soviets, the brutality of the Nazis, could only be could only be explained away or covered up by having a, a, either a racial enemy in the case of the Nazis or a class enemy in the case of the Soviets, upon which all of the failures of the regime could be blamed. And when you look at the, the situation in the Soviets, it's actually, well, it's horrific, but it's also illustrative. First, you demonize the uh, the the old guard, the aristocracy, the nobility, and so on, kill all of them. Then you demonize the specialists, the engineers, the foreign engineers, the people who have talent and skills, the people who are who are making things run. You either chase them out or kill them all. Then you demonize the kulaks, the peasants who actually know how to farm and who are farming successfully, kill all of those people off too, 10 million, something like that in the Ukraine. After you've killed those people off, you go into the uh, party, the Communist Party, and you say that anybody who supports Trotsky or Zinoviev or Kamenev, you're a, you're a Trotskyite or whatever, those people people then become the enemies of the state, dehumanized, then you kill all of them. Then you kill all of the people that did all of the killing so that there's no loose ends or anything. And then as Stalin was reaching his final years, he was prepared to kill all the Jews and all the doctors too. So the pattern is very clear. You can't just go off and start murdering people. Even dictators can't do that because their regime depends upon the population being afraid, and it also depends upon the population feeling like, well, as long as I'm not one of those, I'm okay. And they're probably right about those people. Those people are responsible for all of the uh, incompetence and injustice and failure and poverty and all the rest of it. So I know how this dynamic works real well. And when I heard Joe Biden give that speech in front of uh, Independence Hall, uh, which which needs to be acid washed, if not demolished, as a result of this disgrace. It was clear to me exactly what was going on, that he was dehumanizing half of the country, half, and that and that by claiming that these were not political differences, that these were essentially domestic terrorists. He didn't use that word, but he came as close as he could. Semi-fascist, you know, not full fascist, but well on our way to it, that kind of thing. This demonization is the playbook. And the only thing that gives me uh, a sense of, of, let me just say, it, it's, it somewhat mitigates my sense of horror and dread is the fact that this is the first time they're trying it on a population that's armed. But that, that raises a whole other set of questions, right? So, so let's deal with the dehumanization thing first. Do you agree with that? Do you think that's what Joe Biden was doing when he said that yeah, those MAGA Republicans, violent extremists, don't believe in democracy, live in the darkness, fueled by anger and hate, kind of people you might want to run over if you get a chance for the good of the country. Oh, yeah. Ain't it always for the greater good, man? Uh, yeah. I mean, when you're going to when you're going to sin against somebody, you got to you have to justify it by dehumanizing them somehow. You know, but at the same time, the value in it is is that they're a human being. So somehow dehumanizing them makes it that more much more decadent. It's it's like a, a paradox in itself, right? But um, I mean, 
Bill, we've been the terrorists for a while. You know, they uh, who is what, what was her name? Uh, Janet Napolitano. What was that, 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 that her name? Did she make that official like a little while ago? You know, those those right wing. Uh, oh, yeah. From the beginning. Vets, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Hillary Clinton talked about the vast right wing conspiracy. Yeah. To, to, you know, to bring down the Clintons and accusing them of criminal activities. How how dare they? Yes. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. We, we've been that we've been the terrorists for a while. And, and you know, I mean. And, and it, what's weird is when you have the ones who are actually doing it, you know, trying to, you know, actually trying, succeeding, you know, making us out to be the villains. I mean, man, the Democrats, man, they don't change. This is a playbook from uh, from John Wilkes Booth himself. The very person who shot, you know, Lincoln was saying the same thing. Oh, those Republicans, basically, they're the real terrorists. They're the ones who want to destroy black people. We Democrats, we know what's best for them. We know it, this. Yeah. This, yeah. And, and he thought he would be celebrated for it. And he was. It's pretty much. He was celebrated throughout the Confederacy. Yeah, he was a hero. Yeah, like even Johnny Depp's. Where the John, where's the John Wilkes Booth when we need where's, one? Where's, the, where, where's an actor uh, ready to assassinate a president when we need one? Yeah. Absolutely. You know, so, you know, uh, I mean, the associate, but at the same time, you know, Bill, you know, these associations with, uh, you know, these right wing or Christian types, you know, who are going to maybe be terrorists. Man, this is all engineered. It's been designed for a long time, even as far back, you know, as the KKK. I mean, you know, one of the reasons why they make these things stick is because they think, you know, they're, they're making ties of the Republicans with the KKK and Nazis and things like that. Well, the KKK, people think that they were a Christian organization, you know, because they would hold meetings in church, you know, that place that Democrats seem to hate. But want to do their, yeah. you know, and claim no se- uh, claim separation of church and state and all that sort of stuff. Well, you, you you look at the KKK and there's nothing Christian about them. Absolutely nothing. Their hierarchy no, is based on a bunch of paganism, you know, uh, and murder and, and murder yeah, ter- and murder terrorism. Yep. That's them. But they've tried to associate the KKK with Christianity and now associate them with uh, Republicans when it's the total opposite. There's nothing, <clears throat> nothing Christian about them. And the KKK were Democrats, you know, That's even right. though they try to say that they switch sides and all that sort of stuff. And Democrats yeah, are trying to nonsense. make that, you know, try to make that narrative stick. But yeah, Bill, you know, they're justifying these things that, that we're the terrorists. And I'm telling you, man, as I was, was it Hitler who was one to, hey, make a lie, man, make it big. And, and people exactly. will believe it. The bigger it is and the more often you tell it, the easier it is for people to believe. That doesn't seem to make sense, really. Mm. But I think the I think the operating principle is, is that if it's something that huge, it goes beyond any one person's personal sphere of knowledge. You know what I mean? Mm. Like if, for example, if somebody told me uh, something really concrete, you know, like the way to the way to drive a nail into wood is to is to use, you know, a, a wrench. Right. Mm. Then. Well, that's clearly wrong. But if somebody told me that driving a nail into wood was necessary in order to save the republic and drive it into what other people you could too, that lie is so large that it, it, it kind of transcends your own area of expertise, what area, whatever area that may, whatever the reason is, it's true. The bigger the lie and the more you tell it, the more believed it is. 80% now, according to this last poll, of Democrats think that uh, Republicans are extremists and dangerous. And guess what? The news didn't pick this story up mm. at all. Not at all. A guy runs over a person for his political views, openly admits it, expects to be praised and released, and the news media decides that there's no story here. So that doesn't surprise me either. The question now becomes, how much of this do we take? 
right? Mm -hmm. If this is a one-off, it's a one-off and it's murder. It's first-degree murder. They're talking about vehicular manslaughter. It's not. Vehicular manslaughter is when somebody jumps in front of you on the road or even in the worst case scenario, you're drunk, you go onto the sidewalk, you kill somebody. Okay, that's vehicular manslaughter. This is first-degree murder. Mm -hmm. This is premeditated pursuit and execution of somebody and it's for political motivations. So I, I don't, like everybody else, I can see what this is. I can see it's yet another milestone on this on this descent into hell. I know what caused it. Mm-hmm. I know I know exactly why it happened, and I could sit there and probably write the 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 ex, the explanation that the guy would give. I probably could write pretty close to to exactly what he would issue as a court statement, right? But nevertheless, here we are, and and. It's one thing for the president to do this, but if the news media doesn't report it and you have control over the information like this, most people won't even hear about it. And then you find out that those that do, well, they'll probably just get the details about how this guy probably saved the country from a dangerous Republican extremist who, who wasn't arguing with them, but was undoubtedly planting a bomb in a, in a, you know, in a kindergarten or whatever else they, they want to think. So where do we go from here on this? You know, what do we actually do about this? Absolutely, man. It's, you know, once again, you know, I, I, I'll remind folks that more and more people are giving over to their imagination. That's just that's where Democrats live. They live in imagination lands and they, they, they imagine a lot of things and they and, and it has real world problems. And uh, and we have to live under it. Uh, you know, even Malcolm X, you know, he was talking about, look, man, the media, you go ahead and let the media do what they're doing. They'll have you seeing the good guys as evil and the evil guys as good. That's how you control things, you know, and uh, and, you know, and that's that's been a, a, a big way that it has been with with. Uh, I mean, that's how Hitler did it. That's how Democrats are doing it today. Um, you know, and the Lord himself warned about this. It's like, look, man, uh, they hated me. The world hated me first. They're going to hate you, too. And for no good reason. And, and you know, and, and folks, you know, I, I, I think a lot of people think that Jesus is just this you know person who wants us to be, you know, turn the other cheek and, you know, uh, get slapped in the face and kick down and don't respond and don't do anything. You know, if I can make something clear here, uh, Jesus is a soldier and and in the military, people are commissioned to do certain things. It's not our job to l- allow ourselves to be abused. I that's right. You know, you got, and you know, people seem, you know, people in the church, you know, it, they, they seem to kind of go by the scenario that we're supposed to accept authority and all authority is given by God. And we're just supposed to be obedient to that. It's like, no, the Lord actually has uh, 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 um, encouragements and statutes on civil disobedience uh, of what we're supposed to do in honoring God and, and being a dis- disobedient to an evil state, um, you know, because they will have the state saying that they are even doing the Lord's work. You know, these, this person probably thought he was doing a good thing. And the Lord said, yeah, they're going to take you into the synagogues and they're going to kill you. And they're thinking they're doing it in my name. You know, these are these are the things that, that we're dealing with right now. Yeah, the, 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 the world is going to hate us, given over to their imaginations. And, and just really what I was trying to say, Bill, is that when Jesus was doing these things and his disciples were taking these things too, that was their charge. Why? Why would they allow such abuses to be done to them to show that the world is going to do evil things to you that you did not deserve? They had no reason to do what they did to people who were just telling the truth. This is it was a warning to us like, dude, this is what you're going to be up against. I do not expect you to allow yourself to be abused. 
But these people are going to make up things about you and they're going to look for any reason to abuse you, even though they didn't. You didn't do anything wrong and they're going to sucker other people that see you as evil. Brace yourself. Get ready. When the um, Soviet system, which was designed by Lenin, this idea that Stalin came in and corrupted it is utter nonsense. Lenin was perfectly aware of mass murder of innocent people. He would say, go 10, 20 miles into an enemy country, hang, I don't know, 20 people, just to, just to, just to scare them into leaving us alone, that kind of thing. But when, when they decided that they had to, they had to make a choice, that, they, that the cities were starving because they were not allowing the peasants to sell food at market prices. They could have allowed the peasants to raise their prices. They could have produced some materials from the factories that work seven hours a day and produce garbage so the peasants could buy something so they'd have something to spend money on so they'd sell their grain. They could have done any number of things, but they didn't. So what they did do was they sent armed teams out into this largest country on the earth, largest country on the earth, and sent armed teams of urban people in black leather trench coats to go out into these villages and take all of the grain that they had, right. including the seed grain for next year, by gunpoint. And anybody who resisted was gunned down. And that's exactly what happened to the, to the people who grew the food in Ukraine and in the Soviet Union in these, in these terrible, terrible years. Millions of people, millions and millions of people were either murdered by the secret police or or they were starving to death, starved to death. You would find five years after the fact, entire villages just absolutely empty with people writing on the words, God help us all, you know, in their, in their last, in their last uh, bits of strength. The, the Soviets eventually had to put out pamphlets telling people not to eat their own children. That's what they did. But my point in all of this is, what's unknown about this is that they were Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of armed, violent rebellion against this murder force. And it didn't do a whole lot of good because the Cheka had machine guns and the peasants had pitchforks. The only thing that allows me to sleep at night is the vision of, of our forefathers who well preceded the mass murders of Nazism and, and socialism, communism, Marxism, well preceded all of that stuff as imaginable to them, unimaginable to them rather, that that kind of mass murder could ever occur. But they did understand human nature. They certainly did. Mao said that power flows from the barrel of a gun and he's right. And so it was built into the nature of this country that the uh, that the ultimate political power would be vested in the people, and it is. And so the question that we continue to look at day by day is, what are these people going to do and how far are they going to go? Is this the beginning of a, of a trend? Are we going to see more and more and more of this? I wish I could say I don't think so, but I do. And as this procedure continues, this demonization, dehumanization, and the absolute unwillingness of the press to, to even mention it. If, if, if there's a single Republican or conservative in this country who does not go out and vote this November, hmm. then you have no one to blame but yourself. 
right? No one to blame but yourself for what's going to happen after that. I do not want to get to that point, and I don't think we will get to that point, but I'll tell you one thing. There is on a daily basis more and more and more and more manure in these staples that Hercules is going to have to clean up. And we, the sooner we start on it, the easier it's going to be, and it's not going to be easy because it's already very, very late. For Alfonso Rachel, I'm Bill Whittle. This show is made possible by a small group of people who have decided to fight George Soros and his $41 billion of, uh, of destruction deployed strategically across our entire society. And for them, we're very, very grateful for the support. For Bill, uh, for, <laughs> I'm Bill Whittle. This is Alfonso Rachel. We'll see you next time here on The Virtue Signal.